What's up, dog? It's Monday afternoon. I should be at work. I'm not. I'm at home. Why? Good question. So glad you're here. Uh, because I got a phone call at around 10.45, just as I was right about to load my work truck full of my work, otherwise known as mail, for the layman, for the civilian. I deliver mail. I load mail into my truck and give people their mail. And uh, I'm just a female who delivers mail. Got it? Got it. So I get a call. It's a daycare. Very nice East Indian woman um, calls me and says, Oh, did you notice anything interesting about Malcolm's eye this morning? And I was like, no. But I mean, again, I'm the one who had a dog hair growing out of her cheek that didn't notice it. So I'm not exactly known as being the most observant person in the world. And I said, no, I, he was rubbing it a little bit last night. Why? She's like, it's really red. We're concerned he has pink eye. And I was like, okay. And she's like, um, well, because it's highly contagious, we're going to need you to come pick him up. And I said, okay. Because this is <laughs> tray inconvenient for me because I have water bills. And if you are a civilian... You don't really know what that means. It means I'm going to every fucking house today. Every single fucking house I would have been going. Could you, did you hear that burp a little bit? It just kind of came out. Every little fucking house I would be going to. Which kind of sucks. You know, if you're into that kind of thing. It's not very fun. And it's heavier, so I put in all my flyers and I got ready to go and just about to load my truck and I've got the pink eye call. So now I'm scrambling. I'm like, okay, who can I get to watch this fucking kid? Because I just want to finish this day because I know it's going to be awful as it is. Never mind the fact that, of course, it's cold and we have no relief. Everyone is used up. So I know that my route's not going out because it's really late now and there's no one to do it. So I'm, I'm quite aware that I will be doing double tomorrow. So I go pick him up and his eye looks red, but it doesn't look like pink eye to me. I've had pink eye when I worked in the mail processing plant. I don't know what the fuck was over there, but I got pink eye like four times. And pink eye, your eyes really like, you know, pink, like your actual eyeball. The whites of your eye are pink and it's kind of like gross, like it oozes yellow or green shit. And when I picked my kid up, it did look red and it did look puffy, but it just looked like he had been rubbing it. It didn't look to me like he had pink eye. But I don't know. I'm not a doctor. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm here. Pink eye or no pink eye, I'm fucking here. And for all I know, it could be the early stages of pink eye. I don't know. I'm a mailman, okay? And I can barely fucking do that. So I pick him up. We went to the store, got him pink eye drops, bought some groceries, and we came home. And now here I am. And it was a rough night because at four o'clock in the morning, he got up and he was like, Mommy! Mama! I, I peed in the bed. I had an accident in my bed. And it's like somebody had shot him full of cocaine. It's like he had been snorting lines for like the past hour and a half. That's how amped up he was. Meanwhile, Sarah and I are like, Bruh. and we're ripping off the sheets and like throwing them in the laundry. And he's somehow drenched from his nipples down to his, down to his feet. I don't know how the fuck that happens, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a boy. And uh, we changed him up, put him to bed. I finally fall back asleep. And then he wakes up at 7.30 and it's like go time again. And then I get the call, come pick up your kid. He's contagious. I've got fucking patient zero. Because I'm like, do, do any of the other kids have pink eye there? No. And I looked at him, I'm like, you're patient zero. It starts here. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe he has pink eye. They, either way, he can't, like he doesn't have to go home, but he can't stay there. Do you know what I mean? 
So that was a downer. It's really going to suck tomorrow because I'm going to have double the mail and I just don't want to go. But I'll do it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to like doing it. And you're going to like hearing about how I didn't like doing it. And uh, I, was at, I was at work and Sugar, Sugar texted me a photo of a bag of popcorn that was called maple... Let me check here. Hang on. It's going to be a little bit loud. It's called maple bacon. And um, I was just trying them. Because, you know, I mean, just I'm on a cheat day. I'm going to be one of those fat people that pretends they're constantly on a diet except never loses any weight. Yeah, I, I eat clean, you know, most days of the week. But it just so happens that while you're here, I'm eating a 2,500 calorie bowl of fettuccine Alfredo. But just because it's my cheat day, you know. And yeah, okay, I only want a sliver of pie for dessert. Just a, just a teeny little sliver. Cheat day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just fat. Okay, I'm just fat. So I started eating them and they, they taste like an ashtray. They taste like cigarettes. They make me want to smoke again. Don't get me wrong, it won't stop me from eating them. But I just feel like someone's got to be in charge of this kind of stuff. Like who's tasting these things and saying, Mmm, oh wow, yeah. These taste like the mouth of a low-track hooker. Yes, yes, put them on the shelves immediately. They're ready to go. Uh-huh. So there's that, you know. The only thing that would actually make these taste better is like really cheap perfume. Then it would be really like you had just paid $20 for a blowjob. Eee. Overpaid. Overpaid. So speaking of blowjobs, I was watching this show on TLC because you know I'm a TLC junkie. I'm a horrible person. I have terrible taste in TV. I, I really like... I wanted to make a resolution, like, you know, everybody makes fake resolutions and I'm not going to resolve to lose weight because I'm just, who, who are we fucking kidding here? Okay. I'm not on a cheat day. Every day is a cheat day. Um, I was going to resolve to, to park the phone and read a book. That's my resolution and I failed, but I will continue to try it. You know, you just got to keep trying. Sorry, drinking Coke and eating fucking cigarette popcorn right before a show is probably a stupid idea because now I'm all gassy and I fucking want a cigarette so bad. These things are just making me jones. I bet you there's nicotine in them. There must be. Um, so I was watching TLC. My taste in TV shows is awful. We've covered this. I, but you know what? The Golden Girls, I love the fucking Golden Girls. And I liked it before. I hate to be one of those people that was like, yeah, I liked the, that band before anybody else found it. Because I fucking hate people like that. But I've loved the Golden Girls since I was, fuck, when, eight, nine years old. I mean, mind you, I didn't get the fucking jokes, most of them back then. Because a lot of them are really sexual. But now as an adult, I go back and I watch the Golden Girls and I love it. And I loved them before they were hipster cool. Like, I've always loved them. I thought, I thought that show was great. Before some of you were even born, I'm sure. Before Chuckles was born, for sure. I think she's a 90s baby. Oh, so fucking old. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is... I was watching the TLC, this TLC show, and it was uh, My Husband's Not Gay. And, of course, it's a Mormon thing, right? Like, they're all Mormons, and they don't call it gay. Um, they have a short term for it called SSA. Um same-sex attraction which to me means you're gay but I mean sure and they're like well you know sexuality is fluid and yeah I get that for some people I can see how that would be fluid it's just so rare to hear of a bisexual man to me I mean if you are one sure great good for you I don't give a shit but how could you ever <sighs> I don't know I guess I can't get into it because I don't understand what it's like to be bisexual but 
I feel like these guys really are gay and I feel like they're having sex with these women because they have to, because the religion tells them that they should. But it's really weird to watch because there's a group of them. Like, I guess they've kind of made themselves a little tight-knit group of these uh, quote-unquote heterosexual couples with the male finding other males attractive. So they've banded together, I guess, for support. But really what ends up happening is these guys, for example, they were at a basketball court and they're all hanging around and they call it a danger scale. Like, they're checking out these other guys that are sweaty and playing basketball and they're like, oh yeah, is there anyone high on the danger scale for you? I guess meaning one, meaning you glance at him, he's okay. Two, meaning you glance at him a couple times. Three, meaning... um you can't stop looking at him and four meaning you're going to fuck the shit out of him, I guess. I'm assuming on the danger scale of like heteronormative to uh, anal sex in a bathroom. If you know, if that's how I'm assuming that's how that scale works, but it was weird because they'd stand, the guys would stand together and one would ask the other. So, so which guy is on, is on your danger scale? Oh, the tall one with the shaved head. Oh, and what, what number is he on your danger scale? He's, um, he's only a two and a half. And I'm like, okay, hang on. Like, I know I am out of this world. I don't understand what's going on here. Like, I am way in a whole other stratosphere. But are they not just checking out guys and giving them a rating? Like, like on how hot they are? Isn't that what's happening here? Fuck the danger scale. That's what's happening here, right? Like, in black and white, they're checking these guys out together? Yeah. And then uh, every single one of these women that are with these guys, I just want to shake them. Because they're like, I don't like it when, when people say that my husband's gay. He's got SSA. S-S-S-S-S-S-A. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sound your husband makes when he's getting fucked in the ass by another man. S-S-S-S-S-S-S-A. Yeah, SSA. Same-sex attraction. Move along. There are other Mormons. Is there so... Few Mormons, are there so? Is there? Are there? So few Mormons that you guys all picked a guy that wants to fuck other guys and admitted it to you? Like, where, where is your self-esteem? Where is that sense of worth? Where is that little voice inside you that says, I don't really want to have sex with a man who's imagining other men while he fucks me. Where's that, where's that voice in their heads? Maybe I should be that voice. Maybe I could be their life coach. Because that's not a life. And then they were, the girls went on their own little hiking trip or whatever. It's very, very staged, very choreographed. It's almost like I feel that these women don't realize that the whole thing is a joke at their expense. It's like their lives are a joke for everyone to enjoy. But maybe they will when they watch it, or maybe they'll have blinders on and not see anything wrong with it. I don't know. So they're up on this hill, they've hiked to this hill. And they're having an exchange. They're talking about each other's sex lives. And one of them said that it was not so good. It ebbs and flows and shit like that. And, you know, they're reassuring each other and trying to console each other. And she says, so your marriage is like every other marriage in America? No, it's a little different. It's a little different. I'd say in this situation, I wonder if Mormons in a Mormon marriage... Could the woman strap on and peg the shit out of her husband? Could she? Because this, this would be the one scenario. Maybe, okay, 
I'm going to regret saying this in the morning, I'm sure. But could, okay, let me phrase it this way. Could this be the one scenario in the universe where anyone would want to blow a strap on? Because the guy might like it. I mean, real lesbians don't like it. Bisexual women might do it. I'm really trying to open myself up to that opinion. I just think it's so stupid that it's an inanimate object. I, I take it back. You know what? I take it back. I do. But he might, yeah, you know what? I don't, I just don't get it. It's not for me. I just have to learn when things aren't for me and avoid the subject. But I thought in this case, it'd kind of be like how, you know, how sometimes a dog will nurse a tiger. Like, a, you know, if she's lactating, if she has puppies, she, she'll take on a tiger puppy. That's what I'm kind of trying to do here. Like, I mean, if these guys are stuck in these awful marriages with these awful women that they don't even find attractive, maybe they'd enjoy getting a silicone dildo in their asshole. Maybe that's a compromise. Maybe that's something that will make their lives more livable. Except the person wielding the silicone dildo isn't a man. I just, it's like a maze. I can't figure this shit out. And I'm going to be awake for days thinking about this awful TV show that's obviously scripted and fucking choreographed, basically. So sorry. I don't know what the point was of me telling you that. I just was like, first of all, I can't believe this is a show. Second of all, why, like, why can't these guys just be gay? Like, is Jesus, does Jesus have that much power for you to live your entire life as a lie? Ugh. And then, so a few of them have kids. And then I started thinking about how, if you didn't like vaginas before, and you know, you toughed it out, you had sex with your wife. Oh God. Like if you didn't find vaginas attractive and then you watch a baby come out of one. Are you ever going to want to pound that pussy again? I mean, if you did, I love vaginas. And I look forward to the day of watching my child come through those curtains. Hello, my baby. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. That got out of hand. And I will still love that vagina afterwards. I still will. Because I love vaginas. It's in me. I have SSA. SSSSA. I, I just, I'm okay with it. And I've admitted it. And that's how I choose to live my life. I just, I can't wait to hear what Dan Savage says about this because he's, he's the, uh, he's the sane one around here. I just kind of get blinded by all the, like, what a waste of a life. You only get one life and you're going to live it pretending to be sexually attracted to a troll. And then they like, the couples, like the, the male and female couples check out guys together. What? I just, man. Someone, I just, Okay. All right. Anyway, I should probably pay a, play a segment because I need to eat more of these um, cigarette popcorn kernels. And you need to hear from someone who's not um, enthralled with a shitty TLC show. That's what you need to do. All right. I'm going to pick somebody. I don't know who it's going to be. Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a happy holiday. Hello, listeners. Hello, Sandra. It's Rainbow Bright. Uh, sorry, I missed last month. December kind of got away from me. Uh, yeah, so Sandra is trying to steal my girlfriend through the postal service. She my she loves Lisa dearly. Um, and I understand. She's a very, very sexy butch lesbian. But uh, Lisa orders 
a jacket, one one jacket online from a store, and it gets here in like warp speed. Like she orders it one day and it's here like the next day on our doorstep. I don't even know how it was possible. And uh, I ordered a whole bunch of stuff from the same site and, and mine got shipped here and then sent back to Ontario. So yeah, I feel the love. Thank you, Canada Post. I, I honestly don't know why that happened, but you know, since Sandra took responsibility for the package that got here super fast, I would just like to share that my package did not get here super fast. Mine went back to the warehouse and all the items got cancelled. It's alright, I was able to reorder. Sandra, oh my god, I hope you're okay. It's so cold out this week. I don't know how, I don't know how you do an outdoor job in our climate. I really don't. Like, I feel so sorry for the city workers and construction people and mail carriers who are outside this week and I hope you got through okay. Um, <clears throat> okay, funny stories. I have a few. Uh, I'll start with the boringest one. So lesbian librarian is at work and I have to, part of my job duties is I pull any books that people have requested off the shelf in the morning. So I'm looking for this book, looking for this book, can't freaking find it anywhere. Checking the area where it should be, check the bay, check you know the similar numbers that it could be in and it's nowhere so I come back up and I'm like I can't find this book and she's like well I'll just call the other campus tell them you can't find it don't worry about it so I come in the next day and I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying my cup of coffee kind of zoned out and I I focus in on a book that we have like on the display because it's got like this naked woman it's like a figure drawing book and she's got her hands behind her head and she's done like in the really old like that pinup classic style and I'm like this, this is a nice view so I'll just sit here and stare at this book and drink my morning coffee and it clicks that this is the book I was looking for all yesterday and the only reason I noticed it was because it had a naked woman on the front of it and I'm sure that proves me a lesbian <laughs> if it hasn't already been established because I, I didn't even I would never have noticed the title I never would have thought to check the display because I'm relatively new where I'm at right now and there it was on display in all fairness it wasn't there the previous day it had just come in in the book bag that morning and got put on display so uh Lisa and I are also bad Canadians we have a family next door that is Pakistani they really shouldn't be living in a bachelor. Uh, there are four people in that bachelor, but I don't want to report them for being in a space that is smaller than bylaws permit because I'm sure it's all they can afford. Um, so whatever, they're really nice to us and we're really nice to them, but I guess they were doing some stuff with their mother-in-law. So they were unloading all this stuff from their van and me and Lisa were just getting home and we were gonna have some friends come over. So uh, we're running to the door to unlock it and we hold it open for them and they get all their stuff and bring it inside. And then I'm like, I'm just going to run up front, I said to Lisa, and check for our friends, see if they're here yet. And if they're not, I'll come up and meet you. So I run to the front of the building, check for my friends. They're not there. I run up. So I'm getting up the stairs in the front at the same time they're getting up the stairs in the back. And we kind of meet in the hallway and the little girl's talking to me, but she's talking in Pakistani, so I don't understand her. And her mom's saying like, oh, she's saying, we're here, we're here. And I'm like, well, that's great, but she's standing in front of my door, so she needs to be 
on the other side of the hallway. Like she needs to be home there, not home in my apartment. So I'm like, oh yeah, very nice, right? Like they're really nice to us and I'm sure they don't really approve of our lifestyle. So we try and be super nice back. But I open the door and my stupid little almond brain dog runs out and like, she's so excited. She's been home all day alone. She runs out, starts running around me and freaking out. The family had no problem with this. The mother-in-law flipped the fuck out. She was running around like a cartoon character with her hands up in the air, screaming at the top of her lungs. And I just picked up my little dog and I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Went inside the house. But yeah, uh, no ambassador points on that particular interaction. Apparently, they really don't like dogs. I knew this about certain cultures not really liking dogs, but she really doesn't like dogs. And I'm sure she, like, Lisa's really butch. I don't know, unless she's completely unaware that lesbianism exists, like, we're really obviously a gay couple, so... I'm pretty sure she was like in the apartment freaking out on the people, freaking out on the family, like that they live in a place where they're gonna, they're just gonna be damned to hell by proximity, I guess. <sighs> Shit happens. Um, lastly, Lisa and I, I work a lot. Like I am never around during the week, and I mean, I'm thirty. I have needs, and maybe those needs can't get met based on my hours during the week as much as I would like them to. So, so whatever. I'm, I'm a woman who could take care of herself. And, uh, one morning we woke up and, uh, there was, there was a noise and I'm like, who the fuck is doing construction work or like putting up a painting? Like there's a, this sound, um, yeah, my uh, my vibrator had turned itself on in the drawer <laughs> and was making a whole lot of noise. Um, that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, really make sure those uh, those sex toys are off. If you're worried about hiding them, just never mind. Just hiding them. Make sure they're always really really off because apparently they can be possessed by demons or random spirits and just magically turn on and make your life a whole hell of a lot more embarrassing anyways uh happy new year's merry christmas welcome to the new year um this is rainbow bright and i'd just like to say thanks i'd just like to say slut s-l-u-t mm-hmm that's right talking to you look here's the thing about lisa and i we're we'll never need to meet because we just have a connection lisa completes me and uh i'm really sad that you got in the way of that but that's cool that's cool let's all just be friends we'll all just be good friends um i don't really know what happened to your parcel all i know is that i sent it back and uh made sure lisa got hers because that's how the mail works yeah i can just figure it all out i made an order uh, Black Friday through Threadless. I don't know if you're familiar with Threadless. It's a like a t-shirt company. I think they sell socks and sweaters and dumb shit, but I just like t-shirts. And um, Sarah gave me a gift card, so I thought, I'm gonna fucking use this gift card. Because all my shirts I bought right before Malcolm was born. And I have two pairs of pajama pants, one of which um, started with a tiny hole in the crotch, and I bent over, and my, you know, my massive, like, rock-hard 
sculpted thighs just ripped it right down to my knee when I bent over because I wear you know I hang low I hang my pants low so they're ripped wide open I don't know what the point is of telling you that but I actually walked around here for two days straight in those ripped ripped pajama pants now I have to throw them out now I have one pair so it, basically I just I have this fantasy of losing a bunch of weight and then fitting into my clothes that are in my once upon a time closet which is like kind of like quantum leap. Like maybe I'll just leap back into my old body because I'm sure as fuck not going to work for it and, you know, eat well or exercise. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, there could be a time machine. I don't know. I really feel like we could bring back quantum leap. I feel like it could be a little bit edgier and come back. What do you guys think? Let's talk 90s TV. Anybody? Scott Bakula? Sarah can't stand him. I think he's wonderful, but I really think we could bring that show back because wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> no? Okay. All right. What are you watching that's so fucking cool? The Golden Globes? Yeah, I checked that out. Yeah. I like Ricky Gervais. I think he's exactly the right kind of person to be famous because he knows the whole fucking thing is a sham. He got up there, he had his glass of wine, and I can't remember what it is he was giving out, but he's like laughing at the fact that um, all of these ridiculously rich people were sitting there in their ridiculously rich clothing and all the people that were sitting at home were less than because um, because they're famous. The law doesn't apply to them and all this shit. And he was just laughing. And he's like, and think of all the things you did to get here in these chairs tonight. Think of it. Most of it being illegal. And then he's like, don't, I'm not going to point anyone out. And he's like, don't get me started on what Katie Holmes had to do to get here. <laughs> what did that have to do with anything? Nothing. Okay, so what was I talking about? Quantum leap. Oh, yes. Okay, so back to the threadless thing. I don't know what happened. I have no clothes. I want to lose weight but not bad enough to actually do anything about it and I just I don't want to buy any more clothes because I have lots of clothes lots of stupid t-shirts lots of jeans lots of clothes that I just can't fit in because I'm fat and I'm fat because I'm lazy and I'm lazy because it's genetic or I have a thyroid condition exacerbated by eating whole cakes these are all serious things medical conditions that I've diagnosed myself with and I may or may not come down with fake pink eye that's my business so help me God, if my kid doesn't have pink eye, I'm going to be so fucking mad tomorrow when I have to do double mail and he just rubbed his eye a little. Ah, calm down. So back to Threadless. I ordered the t-shirts because all of my t-shirts, okay, I'm a stinky person and I like to apply deodorant because I think it does something when really it's just my body. Like, I, I, like immediately out of the shower, I'm like fucking pig pen. Immediately out of the shower, it smells like something died. I don't know what to do about it. I just, anyway. I had this deodorant and it turned all of my armpits like a weird black color. Like regardless of, like I have a maroon shirt that's kind of black under there now. And it's like, when you go and touch it, it's like, like solid. It, it, can, it would almost make a tapping noise when you touch it. It's basically like every guy's cum blanket in the history of the world. Kind of like, I'm assuming, I don't know, but kind of hard and kind of crusty and you could tap on it like this. That's the sound it makes under my armpit. So all those shirts are ruined and I think she's, Sarah's ashamed that I'm, I dress like I'm homeless and uh, she encouraged me to order these shirts. So Black Friday comes along. They had a great sale on. All the shirts were 10 bucks. I ordered a bunch of shirts and I got half of them. And the other half, I don't know where the fuck they are. Um, I checked on the DHL, which is another fuck you courier company. Awful. And the last scan on it was December 31st. What's the date today? The 12th? I think it's January 12th. Yeah, it's January 12th. No word. But Threadless, the company that it is, gave me a $10 gift card because it didn't ship in time for Christmas, which was the point because I got Sarah's brother 
uh, stupid Mr. T shirt because he dresses up as Mr. T every Halloween. And that was in that bundle. So we didn't give that. So we, they gave us a $10 gift card. And then I got a personal email. Well, not personal, but, you know, email from, I don't know, the CEO or whatever. And he gave me another $25 gift card. So I've got 35 bucks worth of threadless shit. But my problem being, I want my fucking shirts. Like, where are my fucking shirts? I don't even know where they are. And they're not shipped um, through me, through Canada Post. So there's no tracking on it. It's like it was in Illinois... December 31st. Now I don't know where the fuck it is. Who cares? None of you... You know what? Don't fucking sass me, okay? Sometimes this show's going to be about me getting a black eye. Sometimes this show's going to be interesting. And sometimes we're going to have shows like today where they're awful, they're stupid, they're pointless, and I talk about my armpits, okay? They can't all be winners. They can't... Don't you... I swear to God. Fucking business. Okay. Uh, love with Lisa. I, I sent... I sent uh, Rainbow's package back, Threadless, don't know where the fuck my shirts are, Downer, really good company, really good customer service, just one minor fuck up. Their printers couldn't keep up with the demand. So that's, that's not their fault. So you should really check out Threadless because they're wonderful. Um, it's cold out. Yes, I work outside. I'm a mailman. But you know, if you just, it's all about layering, people. It's all about layering. Underwear, long johns, two nice thick pairs of socks. And on the top, I just wear a t-shirt, a work shirt, and a hoodie and a corporate-issued outer jacket. I'm not cold. If it gets really cold, I wear a balaclava. Last winter was the worst winter I can remember in the history of the world. I think it was colder than minus 40, 75 days last winter. I don't know if that's in a row or just, just in general, but it was awful. And this winter, I feel, in comparison, has been so mild. So I feel like it's just started and it's been relatively warm up until about two weeks ago. And I feel like spring is right around the corner. And I have to think that because otherwise I'm going to ram my head into a fucking pool. So let's just, yeah, just bundle up. And you know, it's a mindset too, I find. Because if I'm just going out, it's like, oh, it's fucking cold. I can't, uh, I don't even want to walk to my car. It's too fucking cold. SSA, you know what I mean? I want to big. never mind. I almost crossed the line there. That's not going to happen. And, but when I go into work, it's like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done. Boom, boom, boom. You go through all the steps and you're finished. Just like, you got to do it. You got to do it. You just got to do it. You know, just got to do it. I didn't, uh, didn't get much of an education and not that smart, but I can walk really fast, carry heavy things and eat cheeseburgers. And that was on the application. What are your skills? And that's what I wrote down. Got the job. Um, the East Indian, I used to say Packy. Can I still, the packy mother-in-law, I know what you mean. Like, she's just not into dogs. I find when I walk Max, who's probably the same size as your dog, is, my dog's a Yorkshire Terrier, is eight pounds. There's this one Asian women, woman we always seem to cross paths with, and she gets onto the boulevard as close to the curb as she possibly can. She just doesn't like dogs. And I'm not going to make a joke about how she's going to choke my dog out and make a barbecue, because you know what? She'd be hungry in an hour. My dog's fucking eight pounds. It's not, it's not cool. Uh, okay. I wrote down screaming for some reason. Oh yeah, the mother-in-law was screaming. Okay. And the, the packy neighbors, the East Indian neighbors, I'm sorry, it's a derogatory term. And I, you know what? In the new Sanchez, not racist. Yeah, I'm not racist anymore. Starting right now. Starting right now. <clears throat> um, they probably think Lisa is a man. Have they spoken to her? Because if they haven't heard her voice and they've only seen her from behind with her short hair and her fucking gorgeous face, then perhaps they don't even know that you're lesbians. Perhaps they think you're a straight couple. What do you think? She's kind of butchy. She's, she's good looking, though, if you don't mind my saying. That is, that is a handsome woman. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. I said it. Uh, and your vibrator on, like, how many, how much torque does that baby pack? Is it like a jet pack? Is it something that uh, Wiley Coyote would rev up and use to try and kill the Roadrunner? Is that what you're packing there? Like, is it, could you, could you use it as a generator? Could you use the battery to power all of the electrical in your apartment building? Could you do that? Like, is that the kind of, does it kickstart? Okay. Did you rev it up? Did you perhaps park it in neutral and then it kind of just, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Those are all my vibrator jokes. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I don't, I don't see a problem in having a vibrator, but you, you do have to park it. You have to make sure you put it in park, remove the key from the ignition. And then no one will ever find out. Because what if you were at work and the Pakistanis think that it's a bomb ticking or something and then they call the police and then the bomb squad's there. Yeah. And it's your... Do you name your dildos or your vibrators or whatever? Do you? No? Well, I think you should. I, I, I have mine... Uh, well, I have them orga organized by racial stereotypes. So I've got old blackie. And then all the way down to Mellow Yellow, which is the the Chinaman of the bunch, if you know what I mean. Okay, well, I think it's time to <clears throat> talk to someone else. Let's hear from someone else. Pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Hi there, Sandra. It's Shanice again. And uh, today I want to talk to you about psycho fucking neighbors. Yeah. Uh, we all got them at one point or another. You know, those inbred, real fucking loser neighbors that just... Just make your life miserable for no reason. Yeah, well, I currently live below them right now in a nice duplex in Osborne Village. Um, I made the mistake when I moved in of being nice, I guess. You know, I noticed they had a kid, so I offered my babysitting services, if ever need be. And, okay, they didn't seem so crazy at the time. You know, we hung out a couple times here and there in the yard and babysat their kid, like... Every once in a while, then it started becoming like once a week and twice a week. And for a while, it was about three times a week because these parents like to just get just trash. Like, just fucking inebriated to the point of no return. Like, one time the mom, we'll call her, what should we call her? We'll just call her shitty mom. How about that? She goes to her workplace, um, which I guess is a bar, gets just totaled. This is probably on a Tuesday night. I mean, everybody needs to get completely smashed on a Tuesday night when your kid has to be at school first thing in the morning, right? That's normal. Anyway, so she comes back. She, she drives home, first off. Like, this girl can't even walk, and yet she drove home from St. James all the way back to Osborne. Surprised she didn't get into an accident or kill somebody. But her poor kid is, like, laying on my couch, passed out. It's like... One o'clock in the morning, a school night, and the mom's, like, fucking running to my bathroom. She's like, I need to take a shit. And, like, legitimately, that is how her voice sounds. She's got this weird, like, white trash, deep-ass voice. So she tells me she needs to take a shit, runs to my fucking bathroom. And remember, they just live upstairs, so I don't know why she couldn't just grab her kid and go take a shit upstairs. But no, she goes into my bathroom, doesn't even close the fucking door, takes a shit in my house, the door open... And she's, like, screaming at me. And I have roommates. And they're probably, at this point, like, what the fuck? We need to be up in the morning, stupid inbred cunt. 
Anyway, so she's taking a shit, screaming. The kid's still asleep. You know, I'm hoping she just fucking grabs her damn kid at this point and goes. But no, no, no. She needs to come back out to the living room and just, like, tell me some weird, fucked up story of God knows what. I stopped listening after a while. But then she's like, I need to take another shit. So she runs back to my fucking bathroom because apparently it wasn't enough the first time. Takes another fucking shit. Eventually she tries to get her kid. But, you know, instead of being a nice, caring, loving mother and picking your kid up and gently walking her upstairs and putting her to bed like a nice, normal parent... She fucking starts poking her kid in the head. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Now, this kid, you know, after six years of dealing with inbred cunt parents, is probably able to sleep through pretty much anything. So she's not waking up. She's not budging. So I said, I'm like, why don't you just carry her? She's like, I can't walk. So I offered to carry her, but she said no. So again, with the poking in the head, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And finally, the kid fucking wakes up, and the mom, like, staggers her over upstairs and and then the screaming begins fucking screaming this chick man she just gets like she's one of those people that cannot fucking drink and you know i don't even care if people drink but this chick as a mother should not drink just in general she just gets fucking wacko so anyway she goes upstairs and her and her boyfriend start getting into it if i would have known they would have started fighting like that do you think, do you think i would have let this poor six-year-old kid go upstairs no, I have, I have way stronger morals than that. But anyway, so they just start screaming and smashing things. And she's running around upstairs fucking screaming at him, saying that, You fucking stole my weed. I'm going to call the cops because you stole my weed. Well, I mean, I would really, really be interested to see how that turns out. You know, I wonder what the cops would do about the stolen weed. Hmm. Question. Yeah. Anyway. So they're smashing things, and by this time, everybody in my house is, like, awake and annoyed and, like, just ready to fucking kill somebody, because, like I said, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. We're all, like, Monday to Friday, or me, my schedule's a little bit later, so whatever, I can deal with it, but I feel bad for my roommates, who are, like, you know, 8 a.m. till 5 or whatever, 9 to 5 type jobs, and they have to be up, and it's now probably closer to 2 o'clock in the morning, and... The inbreds are screaming, and the dog upstairs, they have a huge fucking dog upstairs, and it just, like, shakes the whole goddamn house every time it walks. And here I'm thinking this whole time, like, whatever, I can deal with a little bit of screaming. What the hell is that little girl doing upstairs? Like, she is she hiding under the blankets, under the bed, maybe? Because she's, like, terrified of her crazy parents? I would be. Like, I, I was hiding under my bed listening to them fucking scream, and I can hear them through the roof. Never mind being in the same room nonsense but like it just I don't know then all now she's mad at me basically this is why the whole thing started they're fucking mad at me for whatever odd reason I don't even know like it and so I get like texts texts from this crazy lady basically you know I try to be a considerate neighbor I, I want to have a Christmas party on the 12th so of December it's now the 21st of November and I told them about a week ago so I was like hey just so you know this is a Saturday night we might get a little loud, it's Christmas, you know, there's eggnog and rum being involved, shit might go down. My friends are all relatively normal in the partying department, you know, we don't get too, too rowdy, cops don't need to be called or anything. But yeah, so she, whatever, she doesn't care, you know, I tell her she's more than welcome to come down, this is before they hated me. Um, so great. So then all of a sudden she starts, like, eating up my phone last night and just, like, texting me all these things, calling me a cunt, and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. I guess CFS or something has gotten involved with her kid because she's such a crazy batshit parent and she thinks that my roommate did it and my roommate 
is never even home, nor does she care. Actually, let's let's tell a little secret. I'm the one that called CFS because I don't agree with a six-year-old uh, being raised like that um, in a nice drug dealer home. You know, and, and the sad part is I have spent a lot of time with this little girl now. She's six. She's so smart and, you know, she just has so much potential. And every time I see that fucking, fucking inbred cunt mother call her down, like I can hear them in the morning when she's getting her ready for school. Get the fuck up, you stupid fucking kid. Who talks to their fucking six-year-old like that? Oh, I just want to wring that bitch's neck. Oh, just children that, that don't even have a chance. Just That's a whole other thing, but ugh. Fucking stupid, bitchy-ass, cunty parents. Anyway, whatever. So, I told them about this party. And last night, she decides to flip out on me. She's accusing my fucking roommate of calling CFS. Yada, 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 yada. Um, so, whatever. I decided to retaliate. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, you dumb cunt. Like, no. you. I don't care who called CFS. You have nobody to blame but yourself and your shitty fucking parenting. And for putting your child in a very hostile, dangerous situation. So, yeah. You know what? CFS was called. I made the call. I don't agree with it. And I hope I hope uh, that something happens with it. So she's freaking out on me because they want her to take a fucking drug piss test. And it's like, are you, are you mad at me? For what reason now? Like, because you have to pee in a cup and it's probably going to come back negative because you're a crazy co whore. And that's my fault. And she's like, yeah, they said all these lies. Now, now knowing, knowing that I made the call. Knowing that everything I said has been well written and documented, you know, I waited many, many months to have enough information to do this. And it, it wasn't until that little girl went home to people flipping fucking tables at 2 a.m. Oh, and I forgot that that start refighted up again at 6 a.m. So, yeah, that was a very fun night. But anyway, so she's mad and she's calling me down and all this shit. She thinks it's my roommate and sends her fucking crazy boyfriend who goes by Steve-O. I'm Steve-O, man. I'm real fucking tough. I grew up with the Hell's Angels eating fucking Fruit Loops all the time. Like, stupid. Anyway, sends him down here to, like, come talk to me. I'm just like, what the fuck do you want? Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to enjoy my life here as a lesbian dog lover, crazy grooming extravaganza, we'll say that. So whatever, they're all worked up because she's got a fucking piss in a cup and she'll probably get her kid taken away, which, if you ask me, is probably for the better. I mean, I know foster homes are no fun, but... You know, neither is living with a fucking drunk, inbred cunt mom. Anyway, so she sends me a text, and she's like, You're, You think you guys are going to have that party on December 12th? Well, think again. And, and I'm just sitting here like, Whoa, 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 wait, what? You, you pay my bills. You pay my bills to the point where you get to tell me what I can and cannot do in my own house. Hmm. I, you know, this is news to me, like... Here I've been shipping out all this rent money every month and it turns out they pay my fucking bills. No. So I said to her, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, like you're going to stop me. She's like, well, if you make any noise past 11 o'clock, I'm going to call the cops. I'm like, you fucking do that, sweetie. You do that. Because the amount of partying that I have had to listen to since May doesn't even cut the one, the one fucking party I'm going to have. Jesus. Anyway. That's my rant. Uh, if you want to know how any of this craziness goes and if poor little Brooke ends up, you know, somewhere better than where she lives, let me know. And uh, if not, then keep on listening to Change of Address, guys. Move. Just, just move. As soon as the lease is up, get the fuck out of there. Do you qualify for 
mortgage? Because my suggestion is to get the fuck out of there. Take, pack up your 800 dogs and get the fuck out of there. Um, yes, I, you know, I couldn't agree more when it comes to drunk parents and a hostile um, environment like that. She's probably got a lot of anxiety. She's probably really smart, like you said, and chances are pretty good she's going to be pregnant by the time she's 17, if for no other reason than to get the fuck away from them. The cycle continues. I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Like, I just feel like if everyone had to go through the rigmarole, both financially and emotionally, that Sarah and I have had to go through, I don't know that there would be as many unwanted children. And I'm not trying to say that breeders are terrible parents or anything like that. I'm just trying to say that, like, if you want to be young and get drunk, be young and get drunk. Enjoy yourself. But you can't be young and get drunk on a Tuesday and be a good parent on a Wednesday. You can't. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to cut loose. Absolutely. Do it. Enjoy yourselves. But if you're going out, you know, on a Tuesday, you're shitting in a virtual stranger's apartment, then perhaps uh, you need to reevaluate your life. I mean, just speaking of which, I am the biggest hypocrite around the other night. I had two glasses of really cheap, shitty red wine. And do you know what I did? Never gonna believe it. Do you know what I did? I didn't rinse out my recyclables. Yeah. I didn't rinse them out. I didn't rinse them out. I just put them right in the bin. Dangerous. Uh, <laughs> that's about as lame as I get. And I think everybody's parents should be lame. And Shanice, you're really young. So in 10 years from now, when you're ready to be really lame, then you can start looking into having kids. And you'll really want them because you don't just have them by fucking. You have to plan them and pee on sticks and acquire semen in some capacity. It's not an easy thing to do. It takes some forethought. Whereas just fucking when you're drunk, getting pregnant, having a kid you probably didn't really want leads to shitty things. And it's even worse because she's not even, the mom's not even making sacrifices for her daughter. Like maybe she was an accident. Everybody has kids that, well, not everybody, but some people have kids that maybe they didn't anticipate. I remember, oh man, Elena was talking about that, about how a lot of people have kids that were quote unquote surprises. And um, you have to treat that surprise as though they're a valuable human being because they are. And they need to maybe have a clean start. You need to give them the things that you didn't have. And if we keep doing that and we keep fixing things as we go, because like as I raise Malcolm, I'm kind of raising myself too. I'm, tr I'm encouraging him to try new things, even though they're a little bit scary. And I'm kind of telling myself that too. Like all, all the things that I'm trying to instill in him, I want him to instill in his children. And then in the children, after, like for generations to come, I want, I want that for him. I want him to be successful and happy and productive and devilishly handsome, which I mean, he is already, but that's not really anything to do with what we're talking about. I just feel like if you don't want kids, don't have kids. If you want to get drunk and party, get drunk and party, but you shouldn't have both because that... This is how kids get molested too, you know? You have a party, you invite people over, they get drunk, someone wanders in there, and then her life is really fucked because of your shitty life choices. So if you have kids, pull up your pants, man. Be the parent you wanted.
if nothing else, I mean, if you had a shitty growing up or a shitty uh, childhood, be the parent that you wanted. Be the sitcom parent. You have it in you. We all do. Do one thing right. And that one thing is being a good dad. You can do it. We all can do it. Everyone can do it. And yes, her piss will be dirty. Yeah. She's going to have to pee in a cup and it's going to come back a little druggy. And of course she doesn't see it as a being a, of, it's of no fault of her own. This whole situation is not her fault because you can tell just from listening to the story, albeit one-sided, I'm sure she would tell a completely different story, but um, she doesn't see that the fault is that she drinks on a Tuesday and she does drugs. She sees it as someone else's fault who called CFS on her. I won't tell her it was you. Probably. Better uh, get some cash rolling in here, Shanice. Need some money. But she's just the kind of person. Never. It'll never occur to her that she's done something wrong. She's the perpetual victim. So get the fuck out of there, okay? I just... You don't need to live there. You should move far away from there. Can you move far away from there? Corden. Go move on Corden. It's kind of hipstery. It's kind of fun. You can rent a duplex there. You can have a hundred cats or dogs or whatever. You buy a... Hey, why don't you buy a cat you can shave? That'd be fun. I'd really like to see pictures of cats. And Shanice, I can't... I can't watch the video. She's... Kate... I just, I'll make it really brief. On Facebook, okay, Shanice has two wiener dogs that she's bred responsibly, just the two. It's not a mill by any means. And she's just gotten another dog that's a standard poodle. And one of her wiener dogs likes to, like, bite the fur. She calls it plucking, bites, the, like, I don't know that she's pulling hair out, but she likes to bite on the fur and pull back. And I can't, it gives me the fucking jeebie-heebies. I can't watch it because it's just like, it's just like she just bites and pulls and bites and pulls. And the, the, the poodle dog, who this is all happening to, is just laying there just fine. But it just, I can't watch those videos. They freak me out. They stress me out. I'm stressed out. I can't watch them. I'm stressed out. What did that have to do with anything? I don't know. I'm scared. Someone hold me. Not really. I'm not a, don't, don't hug me, ever. Okay, I think that's it for me. I've got more segments, but I'll save them for another show. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Sandra D. Sanchez on Facebook and Twitter, change of address Facebook page. You can do all of those things. You can follow me. You can friend me. I'm not weird about it. You can friend Shanice for that matter, really, and watch those watch those videos because maybe I'm just overly sensitive. I don't know. Who, me? Yeah, right. I'm, I am not sensitive. Yeah. Oh, I hear... I, there's a tone there. You have a tone, sir. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so you can friend me on Facebook. I'm not weird. You may be a little bit weird, so I may have to hide you from my newsfeed, but we can be friends. I'll, I'll scope you out first if you, if you friend me. I'll check you out first. But if I deem you a little bit off, I'm going to hide you from my feed, okay? You, work harder. You got to work harder. Have some personality, okay? Don't check in from the gym. No one fucking cares. Okay, those are my Facebook rules. No memes. Ugh. Um, what else? Okay, change of address 69 at gmail.com. You can write me there. Uh, oh, uh, Garbage Hill Podcast Network. I think it's, fuck, I don't know. Google Garbage Hill Podcast Network Winnipeg and you'll find the uh, website and, fuck, there's Loose Ropes, wrestling for wrestling fanatics. I used to be really into wrestling in the 80s until um, I hit puberty and then it was just kind of, right, okay, let's insult other shows. Not cool, not cool. It's for entertainment to each his own. They're serious all not listening to this show. Uh, Witch Police Radio, I don't know what that's about. I think it might be about uh, radio or witching. 
and Warped Increased, which is about collecting music, I think, and uh, Couch Surfing, which is just about two guys talking, and they have the occasional very famous Winnipegger come to their house, sit on their couch, and talk into a microphone. It's insane. Like, they've had Fred Penner. They had um, oh that Falcon Ouellette guy that was running for mayor. He came in third for the mayoral race, and he's native. He may win the next time. I really hope he does. We need fresh blood in there. Instead, they hired, or um, we elected a lawyer with sparkling white teeth. He looked like he's a little SSA, if you ask, ask me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know what the point is. Anyway, check out the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. And I think there's a show about Steve's. There's a Steve association of some sort. I really should do more research than this. I really suck. Um, yeah, do that. You could please leave a review on iTunes. Come on. Oh, come on. Just one. Click it. You're already signed in. Click. Fuck. God. <sighs> okay. I picked this song specifically for Shanice and her neighbor. Like, just, Shanice, just listen to the words, okay? It's really, really 90s, and I want you to let the 90s-ness of it wash over you and cleanse your soul. This is the music that was popular just before you were born. And the video, it's How Do You Talk to an Angel by Jamie Walters. It is the most 90s I've seen in a very long time. There's a leather jacket with fringe on it. Uh, you just, just please, please go and watch it on YouTube. Actually, I think it's called The Heights. How Do You Talk to an Angel? But listen, listen to the words. Let it heal you. Tell me, tell me, the words to defend. 